You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day. I considered doing a podcast on Memorial Day, but honestly, when I stopped and thought about it, you know, there's so much going on on Memorial Day as it is. To me, it's a sacred holiday. There would have been nothing I could have said that hasn't already been said in the past or won't be said in the future that would trump taking your time to listen to my podcast on Memorial Day. So I elected to kind of skip that holiday. I think I'll do the same thing with any other major holidays that fall in place. It's it's more of a respect thing and less of a time and content thing. So anyways, today I want to focus on something. I've done a lot of podcasts where I just kind of speak my mind and talk about different things. And, you know, it's, it's been great. People have listened and I'm, I'm happy that I've gotten your guys' attention. But this podcast I want to do is something a little different. So most people know me from being able to do branding in my AJ Nashville and kind of getting it out there. I've instructed classes on it. I've been to different cities, states. I've been invited to places in order to host this class. Um, I've taught a lot of people, and a lot of people that ha- I have taught have not taken the time to implement. And the fact of the matter is, if you're not going to implement it, don't even bother taking the time to to listen. Um, there's some great content here, some things that really work, some things I know that work, and I know they work because I've done them myself. So we're going to scratch the surface of this. Obviously, there's some deeper points to it. Uh, I'm not going to get into that on a basic podcast. If you do want to get together and discuss more about branding, that's something I can definitely do. I do have a gentleman that does handle my branding as far as the sites and everything are concerned. Once again, I can give you that information as well. I have done past podcasts with him, but this one I think is a little more focused on what it is that I do as opposed to the importance of branding. We all know the importance of branding. I've said this a million times. When you drive down the road, you see a big golden arches in the sky. Everybody knows exactly what that place is. There's no question about it. And it's because that company has done a great, great, great job of branding themselves and their product. So I want to talk about why branding is important to us as professionals. Obviously, branding creates an identity in the marketplace. So you're no longer saying, hey, I'm XYZ company. By the way, this is me, Alex. You're saying, this is me, Alex. This is my brand. This is what I do, how I represent myself. By the way, I'm employed by this company. It's huge for those of us that are in the mortgage industry, those of us that are in the real estate industry, any type of industry where you have a sponsoring company, so to speak, So you have a company like in my situation, Hancock Mortgage Partners, who is my sponsoring company, but my team and what we do and our philosophy and the way we work is the AJ Nashville team. That's what people locally know me as. And when there's a offer that is extended, in a lot of cases, people see that approval with that logo on it. And it's something that's considered a little more than one that's not as familiar. Branding allows people to recognize those things and recognize your efforts as opposed to maybe bad past experiences they've had with similar companies in the past. Uh, Most of all, branding gives you something to take pride in. You know, it's your brand, your name, your business. You're going to do what you can to represent that well. You're going to do what you can to make sure that that brand's out there in the way 
It's supposed to be in the right marketplace. One of my favorite branding logos ever, I have to admit, you know, and I see logos all the time and I get a lot of people that send me messages and they say, hey, what do you think about this logo? And hey, I've listened to this and I've watched you here and I've done this there. What do you think about this? One of the ones that I think is great, my buddy Brett owns a company called German Motor Works. There's no question what these guys work on. You're not going to look it up and say, German Motor Works, I wonder if they would work on this Ford Focus. It's kind of self-explanatory. Now, they do work on other cars, higher-end exotics, things like that. But with German Motor Works, you can look at this logo, and if you know anything about cars, immediately a couple things stand out. One, you see the M Sport or the M colors that you typically see on the BMWs. Two, it's a giant cog. So you know that has something to do with gears or something of that nature. And then the logo itself in the center, the GMW. It's just an impressive and an incredible logo. If you want to see it for yourself, please go to their site, German Motor Works, with an S. You can Google them. That's a great way to pick them up. Also, I got to give shouts out where shouts out are due. If you need some service done to your German automobile or your high-end exotic, reach out to Brett from German Motor Works. Uh, If you need body work done on any type of vehicle, reach out to my buddy AZ, uh, who also does a lot of work for German Motor Works. It's kind of funny when you know people like that. Quality goes together and quality stands together. And I'm fortunate enough to know both Brett and AZ and know that that quality is there and that they recommend each other back and forth because they know that their products are something that they can be proud of and stand behind. That, once again, is the reason why branding is so instrumental in everything that we do you know brett's not going to go and recommend his name and and or his reputation put his reputation on the line for somebody that's that doesn't do quality work Uh, i know this because i visited az's shop yesterday we've had conversations in the past i've seen his work just some incredible work so keep that in mind and once again that falls into the branding thing now a couple things to think about when you think about branding you want to know who is your perfect customer and and really identify that so those of us in the mortgage industry and in the real estate industry you know you can reach out to a crowd full of people and say who's your perfect customer and about everybody in the real estate industry is going to say a customer that's paying cash well that may be your perfect customer but that customer is going to range you could have a person paying cash for a thirty thousand dollar home or a person paying cash for a three million dollar home or anywhere in between That's not necessarily your perfect customer. Your perfect customer, in my case, is a veteran. Why is that my perfect customer? Well, because that's the people that I can relate to the best, that can uh, openly communicate with, with the way that I communicate. Most of all, it's the most loyal customer out there. Uh, They are the most deserving, in my opinion, for uh, the type of loan product that they have access to. And honestly, with that type of work that they, they've done and everything they've put into to stand for this country and protect this country, it's my honor and my duty to give back to those people and make sure that they're served the best possible way. Now, the other thing is, those of you that do videos, for one, if you don't do videos, you need to start. For two, you want to make sure that your videos match what it is that you are saying or portraying that you do. So if you say, hey, I'm an expert in the multi-million dollar market industry, but then you go live on Facebook tomorrow introducing an $80,000 home located out in BFE, 
uh, Tennessee, that not that doesn't really represent what you say you are. That's not consistent with what it is that you claim to be. The other thing is, is you want to make sure that your logo represents something that is similar to your personality, yourself, or something that's memorable. Now, the biggest thing is, and Gary Vee I've been listening to quite heavily the past few days, people don't really give a shit about what it looks like necessarily as long as they can identify it. You know, I see a lot of agents out there, and, and you'll see a big key, and it'll say such and such, you know, real estate company. Or you see the half a house, and it's such and such mortgage team. The thing that I like to preach, and you guys have heard me say this before, you need to be a yellow hat in a sea of blue ones. Now, if you have the same logo that you can get anywhere online, that's not standing out. That's not memorable. People aren't going to see that and recognize that brand later on down the road. They're not going to build a rapport or comfort with that brand because it's something they've seen everywhere and they're frankly confused by it. Is it this team? Is it that team? What is it? The skeleton key is like the most overused logo out there. Not to mention you have to make sure with your brand that you're able to use that logo and have the rights to that logo to prevent you from getting sued by whoever owns those rights. See, in my case with the AJNashville.com, the A and the J, it's very simplistic. There's a fantastic design out uh, for it, or the way it was built is fantastic. But most of all, there's also a trademark pending for it. And what that means is if I see somebody else using that logo, I can have a cease and desist order issued. I can sue them for that logo. That is my logo. It's my property. Now, that's not my intent, obviously. But if somebody was to use it in a malicious way, I can put a stop to it legally because that is my logo. The other thing is, is you want to designate yourself for what it is you do. See, in our industry, you have a lot of people who are, I'm a loan officer and I sell rodent in fields and I also sell a keto drink and I sell this and I sell that. The biggest thing is, is that becomes confusing when you're representing a certain brand, but all those different products are rolled under to that, under that brand. Now, if you're going to do something like that, which there's nothing wrong with having multiple streams of income, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there is, but I would recommend separating those unless you have one big umbrella shell company that everything else falls under. You don't want to confuse the end user. And if the biggest source of business for you is real estate or mortgages or something like that. You don't want to be out there pushing the thing that only puts a couple hundred dollars in your bank account per month. Just there, there's not a, a lot of sense in wasting that sort of effort in something that isn't going to produce the outcome that you're looking for. Now, the other thing that you want to look at is, is your brand with the wording itself, the catch line and everything else. Does it make sense? You know, you look at signs like Taco Bell. Look at the Taco Bell logo. Does it make sense? course it does. Wendy's, KFC, Burger King, Domino's. You know, those are all places that I bring up because they're very common places that are located all across the U.S. and places that you can glance at the logo and know exactly what company you're referencing. If I say the Colonel, you know I'm talking about KFC. If I say Dave, those of you that are old enough to remember old Dave from the, the Wendy's commercials, you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about Wendy's. Uh, the little hands guy, 
Burger King. You know, these are all notable features of these people's logos or these companies' logos that have been embedded for a reason. Here's the thing. They're consistent. They're embedded over and over and over and over. Delivering that same message time after time is just as important once again. Wendy's is known for the freshness of their burgers. That's something they always push because that separates them from everybody else that makes burgers. KFC is known for their blend in their original chicken and their recipe and, and all of this, whatever else goes into chicken. I don't, I don't know because I don't eat there because I'm big enough as it is. I don't need to be bigger. But they consistently push that over and over and over. So the biggest thing is, is what I'm alluding to is that if you design a logo, push the logo, push it consistently, push it with a consistent message, most of all, spend the money to have your logo right done right the first time. You'll notice that a lot of these companies, the logo, if it has changed, it's been very, very small. That includes color. That includes shape. It looks good when it's huge. It also looks good when it's small. So you see a lot of logos out there, and there's extra wording attached, but if you shrink it down to put it on a coin, you can't read it any longer. And if you stretch it out to put it on a billboard, you can't read it that quick when you're going 70 miles an hour down the interstate. I talked to a gentleman yesterday. He owns a moving company here in town, and he has a a billboard off Interstate 65. And I asked him, I said, how much ROI do you get? off of cars going 70 miles an hour past your sign each day. His answer was very simple and actually very honest. I was impressed. He said, it's not the ROI that I'm looking for. It's the recognition of the brand. So people see it and see it and see it and see it again. And then one day when they're looking, because they're making a move and they go through and they're looking on Google or whatever source they're using to search for the people to help them move, they recognize it. And that's where the ROI comes into play. And frankly, it makes perfect sense. Now, billboards aren't aren't my thing. I like using social media to cast my brand out there, not only to the people that are driving down 65, but the people that are looking to one day drive down 65. What I mean by that is relocate here. Now, let's talk about some of the products that you want to put your branding on. Obviously, if you spend money on branding, you want high exposure. You want good ROI, good recognition. You want people to see it. And there's one thing that I know and I've always known. In every company that I've ever started, I have done the same thing. The first thing I cast out there is shirts. Why? Well, because shirts is one of the most basic things that you can hand out. If you do enough of them, they cost $10, $12, $8, somewhere in that range, 8 to 12 bucks depending on how many colors. And that's another thing. When we talk about branding, you really want to limit the amount of colors that you have in your logo. Reason being is, as you start stacking more colors, you will find that your cost goes up significantly. The motorcycle race company that a buddy of mine and I own called Squids to Grids Motorsports. It is five to questionably six colors in that logo, and the cost to print that shirt is almost three times of the cost to print my AJ shirts. Why? Because there's some color blend there because you have to separate certain pieces of the logo apart from each other. And in order to do that, you have to do it with color. It's not something we considered when we had it designed, but it's something I definitely look at now and consider when I have them printed. 
So shirts are a main thing. Once again, the people that wear them, they're typically your biggest fan. They've got them on. People are going to come up and say, hey, what's that mean? And usually that person is going to rave about you. They don't want to be known to wear the shirt of a dickhead or a place they don't like. But the other thing you want to do is get a comfortable shirt. There's nothing worse than having one of those shitty Gildan shirts or whatever the brand may be. You know, the, the lower budget, more affordable shirts. And you put it on. And it doesn't fit right. It looks sloppy. And it shrinks. You throw it in the washer. And the next thing you know, your little kids can't wear it. And the tag scratches the back of your neck. Nobody wears those shirts. Those shirts get hung up and get set out for the next Goodwill pickup. I, myself, I enjoy using a next-level CVC shirt. To me, I have found that's been the most consistent in quality. It's typically, from my experience, made in two different countries, and the quality is consistent between those two countries. Not to mention it is a dual or a tri-blend shirt. Extremely comfortable. Every single person I've given one to wears it repeatedly, sometimes multiple times a week, because it is so comfortable. The people that do that, I give multiple shirts to. Just makes sense to me, you know? Polos. Let's talk about those because everybody wants to represent their brand on a nice shirt that they can walk into a casual meeting with. The polos I typically go with is the Nike Dry Fit. The reason being is the Nike check mark is on the sleeve. It doesn't interfere with the front facing of the logo and doesn't interfere with where I decide to put my logo. I'm not competing for space on the front of a shirt with my logo and someone else. But the quality still stands because the check mark is still on the shirt sleeve. People see it. People recognize that that's a reputable brand and a higher quality brand. So you're plastering your name on something that people are going to see. And they're going to consider those things that they see when they consider doing business with you. It's not something that we say, oh, you know, I never do business with a guy that has his logo on a champion shirt. But honestly... If you look at the quality of business and you see a quality logo with it, it's going to tell you or remind you that, hey, you know what? This is associated with a little bit higher quality than typical. Stickers and poly mailers, those are some things I use as well. So the stickers are great to stick literally on anything. Now, make that anything, that anything stuff that belongs to you. Don't go plastering your stickers on public things, you know rental cars, light poles, things like that, because the last thing you want is your logo associated with something negative like vandalism or becoming obnoxious. Keep in mind, your logo is your brand. If somebody logs into that, looks at that, they're going to see that, and that's not going to look good on you. Now, all of my stickers and everything else, they say ajnashville.com on the bottom. Why? Because that is basically the call to action of the logo, because the logo is very simplistic. People will see it and wonder, hey, I wonder what that is. That pulls them into my website, which then can pull them into multiple channels, which include this podcast that you're listening to. So chances are people have looked at my website before even listening to this podcast. And the reason being is that is my consistent place to send people. One of my most favorite items that I did recently were the baby onesies, stitched, nice, comfortable baby onesies. You know, just like adults, babies don't want to wear shitty clothes. They don't want something that the tags, you know, rub it on them. Babies have soft skin. You want to give them something comfortable. The other thing with babies is what do people take a lot of pictures of and share it with their friends, share it with their family, share it with other people that they know? Babies. 
Go on anybody's website that's a parent. I will guarantee you it's 90% their kids, 5% the mess their kids make, and 5% them, if even that much. Because people love their children and love taking pictures of them and posting them and sharing them with the world. I see all my single friends all the time complain, oh, I don't want to see all the pictures of your kids being singles, the best thing in the world. Well, you think that because you don't have children. Having children is both difficult but enjoyable at the same time. And if you're doing marketing, putting your logo on a child's onesie that is bound to not only get a picture taken in, but also get given and handed down to somebody else who's going to do the same thing. You want to talk about the everlasting piece that constantly rotates? And, And for me, my target market. People that have new children typically buy new homes. They expand. Their home's getting bigger. It's time to settle down. Time to throw away that crotch rocket. Buy yourself a minivan and a home. Works perfect for my industry. Next thing I want to talk about briefly is the websites, landing pages. You know, this is variable depending on your industry. The biggest points I want you to remember is, is the web address easy to remember? You don't want to have a website like, let me help you find a new home in NashvilleTennessee.com. For one, most people will spell that wrong. For two, most people won't remember that. You want a very simplistic website if you can find one and use that as your go-to. Is the email address easy to remember? See, here's the thing. I automatically mentally discredit any company that their email address is XYZ at Gmail or at Yahoo or at MSN.com because I realized that person or that company didn't take the time to set up a private email address that goes directly through their web page or however it gets there. It just doesn't have their business or company name as the at whatever.com. It's literally $5 a month for me to do that through Gmail. It's simple. It goes through my website and it looks more professional. Those of you that are in this industry, make sure your website is in compliance. The last thing you want is the CFPB crawling around your page and finding a bunch of mistakes that cost you tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Lastly, is it mobile friendly? Look around. Look at how many people are staring at their phone right now. If you're driving, don't do this, please. But look at how many people are looking at their phone Your website needs to be mobile-friendly. In fact, it's almost more important to have your website more mobile-friendly than it is desktop-friendly because people do most of their shopping where? On their cell phone. If you're going to build a site, build one that kicks ass. Pay attention to the small details. Make sure you use a professional. Make sure you use things that are visually impressive. and Make sure your site has a call to action. My website for my VeteranMortgagePro.com when you go to minimize it, it says thank you for your service at the, at the top. It's small things like that that make a website kick ass. Don't forget, people are always watching you. You want to make sure you represent your brand well. Don't give your shirt to a hoodlum that you know is going to go cause a bunch of trouble and vandalize people's property and do all the stuff that you don't want them doing in your shirt. The last thing you want to do is have that negative reaction when it comes to your brand. You want to make sure that when you set 
things up like that, that you're doing with people within your sphere that are going to help you grow. You want to be intentional about it. People are always watching, so always be consistent with your message. Always deliver positive messages to the view of the public. Never get involved with religious or political. You want to find a quick way to split your audience in half? Start talking about politics or religion. I will guarantee you, not only will you piss a bunch of people off, you will lose a bunch of potential clients. And really, there's no reason behind it. You can have your political views. I have never seen a political battle change somebody's mind on the internet. What I've seen it do is tarnish friendships, destroy client bases, separate clients, and separate the people that are providing services to those potential clients. We're wrapping up here. Don't worry. I know this is a longer podcast than most, but I really feel like there's some important information here. Once again, we're just tapping the surface of this. When I do my actual classes, we will get so deep in this that you will feel like the branding expert when you walk out the door. I am not an expert. I am always learning. It's taken me years and years to get in a position where... to get in a position where my branding was actually something that was recognizable and something that people were familiar with. Consistently, consistency is going to be key here, guys and girls. Constantly putting out the same message, the same brand, the same logo, the same everything over and over and over. And guess what? People are going to make fun of you. They're going to laugh at you. You know how many people said, oh, I wish I could put my... My uh, first and last name initials together and, uh, you know, make a logo out of it. I wish I was that cool. Well, here's the thing. You didn't. And here my brand is. And where's your brand? That's right. People will talk down about anything you do that's outside the norm that they either didn't think of first or they're not willing to get out of their comfort zone to do. So stay consistent with your brand. Just a quick recap. Make sure your brand is easy to remember, memorable, website, all that stuff needs to be easy. Make sure you do the homework and check to make sure the website's available. I would hate to see some of you guys and girls out there put together a brand only to find out that the website has been taken for a long time and you can't access it. Be consistent on your message. Put it out there every single day. Put it on social media. Hashtag it. Whatever you have to do, it needs to consistently be out there. I myself, I wear AJ shirts just about every single day. And the reason why? Because I don't get paid to wear a polo shirt. That little jockey that's on my left breast when I wear those shirts, I've never got a check from them. But you make a paycheck from your brand being successful. 
So why not push that brand as much as possible? Once again, sorry to run on in this podcast. I owed you a little bit from Monday's podcast not being aired. I want to thank those of you that are tuning in. Thank you so much. Hopefully you've seen the contest that's on Facebook by now. If you are not subscribed already, please do subscribe. If you know somebody that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please tag them, share them, whatever you have to do to make sure that the people around you are getting this message as well. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.